We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. Well, welcome to Counterculture Radio. It is so fun to be here and to be doing this. Um, I am solo today because Jonathan, he left me, but actually he uh, he couldn't be in the studio today for reasons that are legit, and we miss him, and we're going to talk about him behind his back and all the good stuff, and I know my guest knows him well, so we, sh- we can have some college. fun at, oh, <laughs> you got sure some got dirt. Stories. You got some dirt. <laughs> so he should not have not shown up today. Oh, bad call on his part. So when he listens to this, you know, maybe we'll make him cringe Strike at first a, a little bit, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. But we do miss him. And uh, he's always a great sidekick and yes. a partner in crime and, and just so appreciate him. And so great today friend. we get to have girlfriend time. All right. right? I'm so, looking forward to it. Um, Okay, I just want to get introduced. I guess I should introduce you, right? That would be a good thing to do That's before we start talking. Because I think we both have the gift of gab and we, we know about each other, so it would be really easy. So for all of our listeners out there that are not in the studio with us this day, I'm sitting here across the table with Tabby, Tammy Abernathy. And Tammy joined Hope Women's Center as the executive director and CEO in 2013. Mm-hmm. And... um you have your bachelor's degree in political science and economics, and you've spent time in the corporate world and in the nonprofit yeah. space, which are very different yes. and have their own yeah. unique challenges. Yeah. Um, and then you just – there's so many things. I just want to start talking because you you raised your two children who are now grown as, now a, single, yeah. as a single parent with its own challenges. Mm-hmm. So first of all, before we get into – because there's so many different things I want to – I want to have you just share with us that I think a lot of our listeners could go, I can identify with that. Mm -hmm. And even if you can't identify with that, that you can be empathetic and sympathetic to other people Mm -hmm. and to other women going through these things. Because I think, you know, we're as the church, we're the body. We are. And we have to see each other, though we may not have the same story or journey, but we have to see each other and be with each other. Absolutely. Right? And so how do we... How do we show up with each other in a way that's helpful and not harmful? And we were just kind of talking before we got on. Sometimes the church world is not the most helpful place. It doesn't feel the safest sometimes. Right, right. And how do we change that? Because it shouldn't be that way. And yet it's still a beautiful space. It is. And it's the bride of Christ, right? So how do we help the church really live into its true identity? So be Christ. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so walk us through a little bit about Hope Center. 
So why hope, you're there, what it does. I love Hope Women Center. I could talk about that for an hour. So I'll Go for you it. Well, you have, you have 20, me, 25 so minutes. Um, Hope Women Center is a ministry that um, we are a day resource and referral center for women and teen girls. We have six locations. When I started, we just had the one in Apache Junction, which mm-hmm. is our original location right. that was in 1984 that we opened. And then we have been able just to multiply that. Um, so now we have six locations across Arizona and even a maternity home that we opened or that we took on in 2021. And so now we have that home up in Camp Verde. But otherwise, we're in our headquarters is Phoenix. That's our largest center. And then we have two more in the East Valley. We have um, Coolidge, Maricopa, AJ. So we have three in the East Valley, one in the West Valley. And then we have Camp Verde, both a day center and a maternity home. So we provide resources for women and teen girls in any difficult life situation. So that looks like life skills classes, things like parenting, finance, budgeting, um, how to get a job, GED, anything that we can think of that is a practical life skill that we could help walk alongside her with, but also the emotional and social supports, healing from abuse, he- understanding and healing from trauma, um, Boundaries, learning boundaries, safe people. What is a safe person and how do we become safe people in our relationships? And then just a myriad of faith-based studies. So we teach a lot around concepts of forgiveness, healing from shame, um, just understanding who God is, who our identity is in him, his love for us. That is one of my favorite things that we get to introduce women to is just how beloved they are by their Heavenly Father, which is a message they've often never heard. So faith-based classes, life skills classes, mentoring, we pair them one-on-one with a trained Christian woman mentor that really serves as a life coach and also a discipler. We do um, brief short-term um, counseling. We're able to, we have a psychologist on staff that's able to provide special we, we started that program, our Hope Heals program, during the pandemic when wow. we saw the mental health and abuse um, crises of the women we were serving just skyrocket. And so we were able to add that component. We do free child care while a woman is on site. We try to remove any barrier to her coming. So there are no, um, there's no fee for anything. She doesn't have to show documentation. We just want our philosophy is whoever God brings in the door that day, we get the joy to serve. And so we try to reduce anything that would prevent her from coming to us. Um, and then that is you know, basically our services. We also do material resources and donations. So anytime she's there, she's earning points, any of the programs she participates in, so that with her points, she's able to shop. Each center has a boutique. So we're able to give her very tangible, practical things, clothes, food, toiletries, cleaning supplies, which people don't often think about how expensive right. those are, right. um, just anything tangibly that we can provide for her. But she uses her points, so it's very empowering for her. Mm. It's a dignity-restoring oh, absolutely. Um, way that we do that so that she's able to get what she needs, but she does it. She's providing for her family. And then we try to do a lot of just opportunities to really grow community because we find that women in crisis come in isolation. And community is huge. So becoming, being able to build community with other women, they see they're not alone. I know as a single mom, that was a huge thing for me to meet another single mom that I was like, okay, she's a few steps ahead. She's surviving. I can survive mm-hmm. too. So they get to hear other women with similar stories and go, okay, I'm not alone. I can do this. Mm-hmm. There's support to do this. And we just get the joy to walk alongside her and help her begin to break those patterns of just poverty, abuse, single parenting, addiction. We have a whole addiction, um, celebrate recovery, prevention, just really anything we can do that we can support women in. We want to be there to do that. Okay. You, you just shared a lot. I did. And first of all, <laughs> I wish people could be sitting in my seat across the table from you and see just the joy that comes out of you. Your smile, your eyes, you can just, you feel it. That's it. This is you. Yes, and I so first of all, how you're showing up is beautiful. Yeah, thank and you. so I, I can feel that. Oh, and I wish you. I hopefully do the voice through so, God transforms that people can feel that yeah. your passion thank you. and for these women. Um, 
I also love kind of the holistic approach yes. you guys take to the whole woman. Yes. Seeing the whole woman. So many times, um, the whole person. Right. Um, so many times we only see part of a person mm-hmm. and we just like, we're going to meet the physical right. needs or we're just going to meet spiritual needs. Right. right? Yeah. And we, but that's only part of them. Right. So how do we see the whole person right. and how do we minister and serve the whole person so that they can be fully who God created them to be. So I love that you guys are creating all those services. We often say it's the physical or emotional need that drive her in. She's in crisis, but it's the spiritual need we get to meet that really brings the true transformation. Mm. But you're right. Until I can meet that physical need, she's hungry. She needs a diaper for her baby. Until I can meet that need, can she begin to then trust us? And then we move into that emotional safety, and then we get to introduce her to spiritual concepts. Absolutely. Okay, so can you just share with us a little bit how your own personal story mm. has informed and impacted you in this work you do? And because mm-hmm. we see so many people that the work they do is awesome, um, a lot of times come out of their own personal journey, yes, right? Of pain. So. Mm-hmm. And we see how God restores our story and he redeems them and he makes something really beautiful that it, it, sometimes we can't see the beauty in it and the reason right. and the why. But then when you step back and go, okay, God's not finished with me. Mm-hmm. Um, God's still doing a great work. Um, so can you share a little bit about your own personal journey yes. mm-hmm. with this? So being a single parent, raising my kids as a single mom, they were five and 18 months when I became a single parent mm-hmm. after a very difficult um, and emotionally abusive marriage, painful divorce. It was never a path that I had grown up in the church, raised in a Christian home, Christian family, Christian school, like ticked all the boxes and then found myself you know, 18 month old and a five year old by myself and was devastated. Mm -hmm. That was not the path that I thought that God was going to have for me. And I thought, what is it? What, what use am I going to be now? What am I going to do? And I can't even survive this. And I remember saying to a friend, like, I, I can't, I can't do this. And she was like, you have a degree. You have, you had a job, Tammy. You have family. You have church support. And I, I still though remember that desperation. And I think now I fast forward. I think if I had all of those supports and I felt that and I knew Christ, mm-hmm. what was is some, what is a woman that doesn't have those supports? That's alone. That doesn't understand her value, her worth. That has no support. What is she feeling like? And that's the passion that drove me to be able to um, do the work at Hope Women's Center. Just know knowing that I know what it, it felt like and I had support. How much more so is she struggling in that isolation and just that hopelessness, that sense of hopelessness and thinking, I can't leave this abusive situation. I can't do X, Y, Z because I can't make it. I have no support. And I, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And so being able to offer a safe place where she can come and walk alongside her and then just seeing what God did in my life, the deep healing. It was years. It wasn't a right. quick fix, but the deep healing over many years, healing from shame, healing from just a sense of what did I do wrong um, and, and bringing about that wholeness and healing. I want that for other women. I want them to to be able to walk in that freedom, to understand their belovedness to him, mm-hmm. to understand their worth and their value. And it's not built on our circumstances. It's built on who we are created to be. It is inherent in us. And so the joy of getting to share that with other women, to sit across from them and to help them see themselves the way God sees them, which is precious. It's just, wow. it's so, it's been so healing in my own journey and being able to share that with them. And then at Hope, we talk a lot about what we call mutual brokenness in the sense that, you know, my story is, is, one of brokenness and healing, your story, all of our stories have that piece, those pieces of brokenness and healing. And when we know Christ and we know the healing, we get the joy of sharing that, but not in a way that I have the answers, but more in a way of, hey, I've been there and I know what it's like and I know it's hard. And I just want to love you and walk with you. 
Mm, it's everything to, to know that you're not alone. Yes. And I can so only imagine the impact you have when you share your own personal story with these women because they see you today and they're like, I want what she's having. Yeah. I want to be in that place. And you give them that hope. Mm-hmm. Like God does, God can, yep. God can change. He can change, he can change the, the story and he can redeem and restore. You don't have to, that doesn't have to be your identity yes. your that whole is, life, yep. right? Identity is so important to understand where that solidness and where that strength comes from, that it is given to us because we are created by God and mm-hmm. not through anything that we do or our circumstances, especially women that come out of abuse because they have that sense of shame. I always talk about there are women that come that, you know, it's months before they will even look, look us in the eye because they have been so trapped in shame. And that mm-hmm. is a lie of the enemy. And so being able to give them that hope and that, that view of themselves themselves as beloved, that they are created by God and so loved by him and not anything in their circumstances does not tarnish that in his sight. Mm. And that word hope, so important. It is. It's my favorite word. <laughs> I, right? <laughs> it starts all of our programs. Hope provides, hope equips, hope empowers. But because that is such a powerful word. Because when you are caught up in pain and shame and trauma and addiction, you don't have any sense of hope. So just having a glimpse of seeing somebody just a few steps ahead of you that you go, mm-hmm. okay, they're mm-hmm. surviving. I can survive too. That's huge. Right, right. Yeah. And I know some of our listeners out there, though they may not be a single woman or they may not you know, have the same story. We all have brokenness, and we all struggle with our identity, Mm -hmm. and we all need to see ourselves as God sees us and not not let the circumstance you talked about define who we are, but we're more than, and God sees us beyond that. So no matter where we are with a situation going through, it's like there is hope, Mm -hmm. because there's always hope because there's God. Right. Right. Though you may not feel it, and we we're so feelings driven, yes, we right? But to sit back and go, okay, how do I see this differently? Mm-hmm. So take us inside a little bit, because a lot of times the stories we tell ourselves are not really great. Mm-hmm. I'm really guilty of that. I can create a really negative story and really carry it out, yeah. and I have to stop myself and go, is that true? Yeah. Or is that a, a, a lie that I'm listening mm-hmm. to? Mm-hmm. What were some of those stories that you found yourself? saying to yourself Mm -hmm. when you're in that season i'm a single mom i imagine there's a i'm only right right i'm not enough i'm only yeah my kids are going to turn out terrible they're going to be ruined because they didn't have a father figure in their life and i do think sometimes we do an injustice to single moms and and we we in our attempt to really encourage healthy families. We want to say, you need to stay together. You need to have a healthy, you, we want a healthy family in the church. Therefore, because if you become a single mom, your ch- your child's chance of being incarcerated goes up, or this goes up, or your poverty level goes up. And while those are statistics, it's not an encouraging message as a single mm. mom to hear. It's so self-defeating. It's because then I, I do remember very much hearing stories, or even sitting at a table with friends that I love, that knew my story and knew my situation, and having somebody make an offhanded comment. I don't want my kid around that situation because they're all just single parents and I really want them to see a healthy family. I remember being devastated. And that was a friend that would never have they stepped back and thought they would never, they weren't attending to hurt me, but it was a perception and it, and it just fed those lies that I was believing that my kids are never going to be okay. And God is so much bigger than that. And I tell my kids now, I mean, they both are adults in their 20s now. But I'm like, you have a compassion. You have, because of your situation and what you walked through, God's going to use you in a way that he didn't, he doesn't use, you know, somebody else that didn't have your story. Because mm-hmm. all of our stories, God redeems. And so I do believe that even in my story, 
was, you know, what I had to go through was not what I would have wanted, but yet I see what God has done and I see the joy that I get to have now in serving out of that healing, out of that pain that now has turned to healing. And I wouldn't trade that for anything to be Mm -hmm. able to help other women see that too. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important as believers too, that we don't fall in that trap of, you know, of, of helping, of, inadvertently creating shame based places mm-hmm. um, because shame is is not from not from God never in the gospels do I see Jesus ever using shame in any situation um, and talking to especially those that are struggling that are not that did not know right. him he greets he meets them with grace and he invites them into relationship and yes he brings truth in but it is not in a shame based way and I think sometimes in our zeal for the truth in the Christian culture we put truth before grace and it takes it's a both and. Right. And often we need to start with grace because that's the model that he gave us. Very well said. I love what you also shared. It's like your own story and uh, where you find yourself today has actually given you purpose. You're like, mm-hmm. I didn't want that story, but I wouldn't change things because it did give you a purpose yeah. and a calling. Yes. And I think we underestimate purpose because as I talk to people all the time, especially women, People are looking for purpose, mm-hmm. right? It's like you can have all the comforts and all that stuff and still have a big hole yes. inside your soul. Yep. And people are longing for purpose. Yes. I want to know that my life matters, yes. that I'm doing something that makes a yep. difference in this world. Yes. And a lot of times that comes through pain in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Though we don't want it, mm-hmm. it can be the very thing that's a catalyst for making our lives whole, Yes, right? And giving us that purpose that God has yes. called us into where we go, I can't do this alone. I need you, God. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't put ourselves in those situations where we're, we need God. Right. And we need him to show up because of the pain. It's very right? true. And we find it hope. We're 90% volunteers. And I find that a lot of our volunteers are women and men that have come through these situations and through these painful experiences and have found that healing. And that purpose is then being able to help somebody else walk through that. And that's a beautiful thing. And we see that so often that I know God is doing that and drawing people to serve in the ways that he has brought them healing. Mm. He is giving them the calling and the purpose to go and help others find that healing. See that a lot in our recovery ministry, too, with women that have been there and know how hard it is and then are being able to encourage. Even some of the moms that go through our program, I think of one of our moms that graduated our maternity home and that, you know, just in the time with us, she was able to, you know, be in recovery from addiction, to be able to have her baby and just thrive. And now I watch her help other women mm. and I watch her be a support and an encouragement and now be a leader in her re- in the recovery group that she is part of to help other women that come into our program. And I mean, that's the beauty of the wow. way that God does that healing and, and grows us as believers. And then we are able to walk alongside somebody else. That's discipleship. And it's, it's really awesome to see that lived out. Yeah. And what you're doing, too, is you're start you're stopping some generational yes. um, dysfunction. Yep. And even trauma. Yes. Right? Because there's, there's trauma so. being carried on generationally yes. and you're stopping that. So the next generation has a different story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is what we need. Like stop yeah. certain generational yes. dysfunctions, yes. right? To, to yep. create something new. And you're, you're walking with people to help 
them discover that and yes. to walk in that and to change the trajectory yes. for their children I know. and their we children's children, about, right? We, we love to talk about that at Hope because when you do see a woman's life change like yeah. that because of, of just how God has created women to be in women and their families, when they when you are able to get her life changed, when he gets a hold of her life, then that ripple effect to her children, to the future generation, to her family members, and ultimately to her community. I think women are huge change makers in our yeah. communities because we're so relational in that way that we get to see that ripple effect impact mm-hmm. future generations. And mm-hmm. that's one of the, the things we love about getting to serve women at Hope Women's Center is we see that. We see that impact. And for this mom, it changed. It has changed now this child and it has helped her heal even in other children that she had had that had broken relationships with. She's healing those now. And I know for those kids, that's going to be a cycle that's broken. Absolutely. Yeah. One life, all the ripple effects, right? Yes. Sometimes yep. we think it's just this one, but we have no idea all the ripple effects and all the the lives that will be touched and generations. It's such generational work. It is. When you think about it, right? And the more we understand about trauma, the more we do see that just in that that generational trauma that's carried forward and being able to interrupt that. And I always tell, even I joke with my kids, like, I didn't know what I didn't know and I messed up. And so so I want you to break these cycles, even things that I didn't teach you well or I didn't learn that now – I'm more aware of now, and I want you to be aware of so that when you parent, you're going to be able to break some unhealthy cycles. And I think there's a there's a humility we need to have in that to say, we don't have it all together. My parents didn't. They were wonderful believers, but they didn't have it all right. I certainly didn't have it all right. But I'm learning, and we're growing, and we're walking, and we're teaching our moms to, to understand that too and to break these cycles and help their kids see that. That's important to give people permission and to give ourselves permission to go, I'm still learning. Yep. And even have those conversations with your kids go, I don't have it all together. I never want you to think that. I know in raising our two kids, never want to think that we had it all together. Like we're still trying to figure things out. And my husband and I used to joke and go, uh, if you end up in therapy someday, sorry. <laughs> right? Because we did the best we could and you and you could. Right? I tell my kids now, I will happily pay for your therapy. Yes. Because actually I think therapy is another thing in the church that we have created shame around. And the older I got and the more I've done this work at Hope and the more I understand trauma, the more I recognize the value of good therapy, of of biblical therapy. I So that's one of the reasons that we have Hope Heals, which is our counseling based part of our um, work because we need it. And so I'm the first to say therapy was really helpful for me. I I always tell my kids it's available because we need to understand the the effects that trauma can have because most of us have been touched by trauma in some capacity. So understand, heal from it so that you become a a healer that goes forward and not somebody that's recreating trauma. That's such a great point. And and I think that um, we want to skip over that part mm-hmm. in our lives, right? And I'll be fine, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we tell ourselves. I'm fine. Wait, I'm, I got it, it right. Yeah. Instead of going, you know what? Yeah. I might need some help with this or somebody to process this with or just to understand myself. We're not great at being students of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And trying to understand what what drives me, but also what gets me stuck sometimes, right? right? And where I can't even see my own blind spots. Yes. And so having healthy community, and that's, again, one of the things we try to create at Hope too, but having healthy community of others to walk alongside you to help you see some of those blind spots or see some of those ways that we want to white knuckle through our pain. And women in trauma do, and they're, they're moms, they're, you know, they ha- they just white knuckle it. I'm going to just get through this. And that's not helping that deeper healing. Oftentimes we'll be working with a woman who has 
trauma from, you know, decades ago that has never been uncovered or really brought to the surface. And that's hard and it's messy, but to get that out and healed is beautiful. And so being able to just help women see it's okay. It's okay to not be okay right now. It's okay to sit in the space. You're safe. Safety is a emotional safety is a really important piece at all of our centers that we want to create for women, no matter your journey, no matter your faith, your background, your circumstances, it doesn't matter to us. We just want you to know you're accepted right where you are, you're loved, and you're safe. Because in that space, I believe, is where God can begin to do some Mm. deeper healing. Yeah. It's creating those places where there's unconditional love. And it's hard to find those places. Mm -hmm. And how do we even help the church be a community that creates those safe places where, like you said, it's okay to be not okay? Um, Because a lot of times we want to show up especially at church or somewhere, like, I'm okay, I'm doing great. Everything looks good. Right? <laughs> I just remember, you know, coming to church, and my husband's a pastor, and so, you know, single mom in the mornings, getting kids ready, and Sunday morning is always the most challenging time, and, you know, we'd be all kind of at, at odds, you know, kind of like, and then you get out of the car door, and you're like, hi, hey, like, you put on a happy face, right? And inside, you're like, I just want to go back to bed and I want to put my kids in their rooms right and right. And so we, we've yeah. learned to do that, I've to put on the mask, right? To, yeah. For our image. But let's take those off, know, right? Especially in the church. That's exactly. what I so want the church to know. Right. Like you should be the church. The body of Christ needs to be the place where we feel the safest to take down our mask, to say, I'm not okay today or I'm right. really struggling. And then to be able to know you're surrounded by love and grace. Beautiful. And that's what you're providing at Hope Center. So how can our listeners find out more about you and your work, and how can they get involved? The HopeWomenCenter.org is our website. They can go on our website. All six of our locations are listed, phone number, um, just the easy ways to reach us. Info at HopeWomenCenter.org is the quickest email to reach us. Um, we, Like I said, we're 90% volunteers, so we love to not only have volunteers, but also just reach women. If you know a woman in crisis or a woman that's hurting, let her just know about our us and our services. We want to walk with her. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing and thank you for allowing God to transform your own story where it's 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 changing lives. It's you're you're part of people's transformation. And just for those listening out there, you know, just asking, you know, what pain in your life mm-hmm. Does God want to repackage and repurpose and give you a purpose that he can then use in other people's lives? We all have some pain point, right? But instead of bearing it or hiding it in shame and fear, let God use it. And heal it, use it, and use it to bless And that's a message we can all use. Thank you, Tammy, for being here. Thank you very much, Lisa. It's been great. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace. Educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.